Welcome to Live Well, Dream Big. I'm Suzanne Monroe, founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals, where I've been teaching people how to live a life of wellness, tap into their passion, and go for their dreams for over 15 years. I believe living well and dreaming big starts with ourselves. This podcast will show you how to create a healthy, holistic life, empower your mindset, follow your dreams, and make a big impact. Let's dive in right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Live Well, Dream Big. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I'm really excited today to share with you my top seven journaling questions to get clear on your new year. And in a recent episode, we dove into manifesting and really talking about our intentions for the new year, my practices and things that I follow. And now I want to share with you some of the journaling questions that I ask myself to really get clear. And these might be different than other journaling questions you've heard or read about out there. And if you're new to journaling, this is something that I think anyone can do. And I'm going to talk about who should journal, why you should journal. We're going to go through it all. And I hope you enjoy these seven powerful questions that you can start asking yourself right now to get that clarity. So thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive in. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited to be back with you for another episode. In our last episode, I talked a lot about chartering your year ahead and really creating a year that feels right to you. We dove into manifesting, and I also shared some of my personal stories and rituals that I practice and really use to support me to bring my intentions to life. So if you didn't catch that episode, be sure to check it out. And today, I wanted to kind of take this one step further with talking about journaling and sharing with you actually some of my own personal journaling prompts and questions that I actually ask myself to basically stay connected to my purpose and also to get clarity, to get clear on whatever's coming up for me at any given point in my life. So we're going to talk about that. But first, why should you journal? I think journaling is an opportunity for a couple things. First of all, to basically get out of your head and get into your heart. We do so much thinking throughout the day. We have so many thoughts that are just kind of running even unconsciously, right? And we're probably, I know for myself, you know, you're always mulling things over. And that's all good. We can have a lot of good things that come from our thoughts, ideas, and things like that. But when we get into our heart, oftentimes our heart actually already knows the answer. And we can get to where we need to go a lot faster. The heart is really the fastest route to whatever the solution is, but we don't always hear the heart, right, throughout the day-to-day. So we really need to sink into it. So the journaling part helps us to get into our heart because putting pen to paper, I think, does something kind of magical. It turns off the thinking part sometimes once we get in that flow. So our conscious mind has kind of a dumping ground in a way. Like when you first start journaling, sometimes just all those thoughts and things have to get out on paper before you can really connect with the heart messages that you need to. So it's really this dumping ground kind of for the conscious mind. And then the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind even gets to start coming through. And that's really where the gold is with journaling. So who should journal? Well, I think anybody can benefit from journaling. It's something that you probably want to feel kind of called to do, right? Even if you don't like writing, though, journaling doesn't have to be about being perfect. I mean, to be honest, I should if I were showing you my journals, I don't even think you could read the handwriting. And I normally have pretty good handwriting, but when it comes to journaling, it's kind of just getting it out on paper. So it doesn't have to be anything that looks like anything special because it's really just for you. 
You don't even have to have a fancy special journal, though you might want one. I like to find journals every year that kind of speak to me, maybe about my thoughts for the year, my intentions for the year. But you know what? You can just use a scrap piece of paper. You can use a notebook or maybe even typing on your computer if you prefer, if that's just how you process things. So a little bit about my journey with journaling is that I used to journal about kind of the events of the day. It was kind of more like a diary of what happened. You know, maybe I'd share my feelings about different things that were coming up. And probably if I look back on those journals, it kind of gave an account of things that were happening. Then over time, I really switched to journal more about my thoughts, kind of like a place to let out all of those thoughts and ideas. And then I really transitioned from thoughts into more like feelings. And I started to journal about various challenges that would come up for me throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, and really try to work through them, work through them on paper. And then as time went on, I went from thoughts to feelings to really journaling just to be more a free flow where I would ask different questions and kind of see what comes through. And so those are some of the questions I'm going to share with you today. Now, I believe we all have an inner voice that's really there to guide us on our journeys, to guide us on our path, to what we're meant to always be doing, to take us to our truth. And I think journaling can be just one way to connect with that inner guide, call it your intuition, spirit, whatever you call it. So my first journaling question, it starts with getting clear on whatever's happening in the present moment. And for those of you who are actually coaches in our community at the IAWP, this might even remind you a little bit about the core coaching method, right? Because the first place we start with ourselves and with our clients is really asking them what their biggest challenge is right now, what they're really focused on, what's coming up for them right now. And it's kind of the same with you when you're working with yourself. In fact, you can do self-coaching as a process for journaling and using the core coaching method. But anyway, the first question is really about what is coming up right now? What is coming through during this time? Do I feel challenged about something? Am I experiencing a certain emotion? Am I happy, sad, angry? Am I frustrated? Is there something scary or unknown? What is there in this present moment? And really, you know, again, we spend most of our day running from one thing to the next. We have all these thoughts. But usually there might be something we're carrying kind of on a deeper level, right? It's kind of in the background. If we slow down, we can kind of almost feel it too. So this is that opportunity to find out what that little thing is that maybe you need to look closer at for the day. So that's the first question. What's really coming up right now? Do I feel challenged? What's coming through? Just kind of bringing that to the surface is what you're doing. Then the second question is, okay, now that I I know what it is, what is it all about? What is this all about? Really simple, right? And this is about what is really driving this part of me right now? Am I experiencing fear about something? Or is whatever's coming up for me coming from a place of love? We've heard that there's often only just fear and love, right? So whatever's coming up, what, where did, what category does it fit into? Is it something that feels authentic? Like, is it something that's in my heart? Maybe a feeling I have about something? Or is it more about worries or thoughts or things that might be coming more from my ego? So where is it coming from? What's it all about? And that kind of helps us to define what it is. Then we go to question number three. All right, given all this, I kind of know what it is and maybe where it's coming from a little bit. And then three is, what do I really desire right now? What is it that I want to bring more of into my life? 
What are you hoping for? That's what this question is about. It's really a time to let your inner voice speak, to also kind of dream and and not block yourself. Because oftentimes we tend to step in and say, oh, what do I really desire? Well, it's this, but that's totally ridiculous or that's not possible. This is not the time to do that. You're going to have a chance to do that later if you really want, but don't do it yet. Okay, we'll do that in a minute. In this third question right now, it is about allowing yourself to dream big or even just connecting with the highest possible outcome of whatever's going on for you. For example, if there's a conflict, there could be a conflict going on, right? Could be in a relationship or a situation in your life. And it's about connecting with the best potential outcome that that could happen. That's what you desire, right? Or it might be something to do with yourself about the highest possible version of yourself, the best version of yourself. Whatever it is, this is a time to kind of dream and explore it and put it down, even if in the background of your mind, it seems impossible. And kind of sit with that for a minute. And then in question four, you're gonna ask yourself, what am I telling myself about myself right now? Or what am I telling myself about this situation right now? And this is where you get to bring some of that judgment if you really want. Is there a negative voice that's coming through that's judging me about what I really desire? Is my inner critic there trying to talk to me about this? And here's where, yes, you can judge yourself or the idea for a bit. And you're really allowing some of those judgments to come to the surface. And what you're doing is basically recognizing that this inner critic or some of this judgment is actually normal. And it's a part of you because sometimes when we think about our dreams or our desires, we go so far to we want to live in that world of what seems so exciting. And we also want to shut down the part of us that says it's not impossible. In this scenario, we're kind of allowing both to be true. And you're you're recognizing that your inner critic is there, but that at the same point, you also have your inner voice. So we actually have these two voices within us. And it's not that we're crazy, though. Sometimes it might feel crazy that we have all these voices, right, talking to us. But they're both there. And so ultimately, you get to choose which voice you want to lead from. You get to choose which voice you want to act from. You get to choose which voice is going to guide you. For most of us, if we don't do this process either through journaling or slowing down or having a way to kind of connect with that inner wisdom and the inner voice, the inner critic is so much more powerful in our minds that it tends to just run the show. That's what it does. So this is an opportunity to give voice to the inner voice and also acknowledge that the inner critic is there and then make the choice. And then journaling question number five. If no one else had an opinion or judgment about this issue, what would I choose to do? Okay, I really love this question. Because first of all, we have our own critical voice, but then we have sort of the same critical voice that relates to what we think others would think about us. Oftentimes we're making so many decisions and choices because we think it's what other people would want us to do or what others think we should do. So. In this moment, consider that no one else is in on this. No one else cares or has an opinion or would even know about this, even if it's not totally true for you. In this scenario that no one else knows or cares, what would you do? Because so many of our choices are really about fear of what others will say or that they'll judge us. But really, oftentimes, 
that's just our own kind of judgment from ourselves. I know that's kind of strange, but when we think others are going to judge us, it's oftentimes us really judging ourselves. So actually, people are probably thinking a lot less about us than we think. (laughs) I had an experience like this the other day. I was having a conversation with my husband and he said one thing and I kind of took it one way and I kind of went off and I was like, wow, he really thinks this. And later we came back together and he was like, oh, that's not what I meant at all. So how often does that happen in your own life, just in normal communication where our paths get a little bit cross? And if we don't fully talk about something, we have different perceptions about each other and also just about what the other person said or what they actually thought about something. And that's happening kind of on the reality level. Now take that to this internal level and the judgments and thoughts that we think others have, like it's kind of funny, right? How we how we do this to ourselves. So again, people are probably thinking a lot less about you than you think. And that's kind of a good thing. So, and this is such a good one, this uh, question number five here about if no one else had an opinion or judgment about this, what would I do? This is really good, especially if you are someone who tends to worry what others will think, or if that's something that tends to block you from taking action. And I think for many coaches in our community, you're on the path to going out and sharing your message of holistic wellness with the world, of going out there and helping others. And so you're on this sort of fast track path to really getting in alignment with what your purpose is and what you're meant to do. And sometimes when you're moving along a path like that, you're actually forced to think about some of these things a little bit more than maybe some of us who are just starting out our live well, dream big journey. We're focused on our own wellness. We're kind of focused just on our own personal journey. So we've got all different types of people who are listening in to this episode today. So kind of consider where you are. But if you are on that faster track, you've got to be aware that some of these things are going to come up on that journey and just know that they're going to be there, but that you get that opportunity to look closer at yourself and take that journey for yourself. Okay, let's talk about question number six. What am I meant to learn from this? So now that you've kind of gone through this whole process, what do you notice about yourself? Do you notice that you tend to run away with your fears or let your thoughts run rampant, but once you quiet down, that things become more clear? Or are there sort of two parts of you that always seem to be in conflict? Maybe part of you wants to create a career and a life that you love and follow your purpose and have this successful life. But maybe another part of you feels selfish for going for your dreams or focusing on yourself or even wanting to be successful when others are struggling. These are just examples. So think a little bit about that, right? Maybe a part of you wants to go out and help others, but you feel like you need to focus on your own family or your own responsibilities. Oftentimes, we have these sort of extreme scenarios playing out in our mind that we can only do one or the other. And we tend to operate from these extremes when we make choices. We have like this or that thinking, your way or my way. But in reality, usually there's a middle path, kind of this gray zone. And we talk about balance a lot when we, in holistic wellness coaching, right? And balance is kind of elusive, but This is really about balance when it comes to how we think and how we feel about things. And just by doing this journaling process and and getting more in touch with ourselves, we can kind of end these extreme scenarios that are, are usually playing out without us feeling in control and get to the reality, which is really oftentimes, again, that gray zone. 
again, when things aren't going well or we don't take the time to address them, we go to these extremes. And then what happens is we feel trapped. But just know that usually the path forward is a middle ground. It's not so either or, and that you get to kind of design that. And maybe it's about having both. Maybe there's a way to do both, right? But we have to really allow that space for the middle ground. And the space for the middle ground really only comes when we get in touch with the heart because the head likes to think in the either-or format. So if you find yourself kind of doing the either-or format, it might be time to start journaling and using some of these questions. Let's move on to our final question, question number seven. I love this one. The question is, what is no longer serving me? At this point, you've probably identified some belief or pattern or fears that you've been kind of holding on to, but now you see it's, it's really probably holding you back. Maybe it was there to guide you in some way at some point, but it's not the path forward anymore. So the question is, what can you release and let go of now? Now that you have this greater understanding that's come through in this process, what is no longer serving you? And in this final question, you know, you might have different things coming up. You might just want to let go of some old patterns, right? You might have discovered, oh, these are just old beliefs and thoughts I've just been carrying year after year. They're not really true. Or you might want to let go of any feelings that have just been building up, building up around this issue because you haven't taken the time to look at it. And now you can just kind of release some of those feelings, actually acknowledge those feelings, but then release them and let them go. So that is what question seven is. What is no longer serving me and allowing yourself that space to really release it and let go because the whole releasing and letting go process is about opening up to what's next, opening up to the possibilities. And when we release sort of the past, whatever it is, then we get to open up to what's ahead. And that's why I love these journaling prompts really at any time of the year, but definitely at the beginning of a new year, because oftentimes we have to release all the stuff that happened the year before so we can open up to new possibilities in the new year. So those are my top seven journaling questions for the new year. And again, really any time of year. And I do, I encourage you to carve out some space for yourself and just get journaling, see what comes up. And I'll also add this kind of as a final thing. I like to set the stage for this whole process by just getting really cozy and creating an environment that's I guess, welcoming, just welcoming to my inner self. And this looks different for everyone. Personally, for me, I like to light a candle, maybe bring along some favorite flower essences or essential oils, a cup of tea, a furry blanket, whatever it is that kind of feels cozy and helps me to feel connected. I also put a do not disturb sign on my door. This is time just for me. I also bring tissues in case I want to cry it out in that step seven. I want to release those feelings, right? Because that's very healing, right? Oftentimes, especially for those of us who are empaths and for those of us who are helping others in our lives, right? We're carrying so much oftentimes. We're carrying our own thoughts and feelings, but oftentimes we're carrying the feelings of others because we are sensitive to how others are feeling. So oftentimes it's time to release some of that. You might even be a t uh, need to bring a pillow in case you want you need to release a little bit of anger during that process, right? Punching the pillow is always a good one. I might bring my music in case I want to dance it out or, you know, some colored pencils if I want to draw something. I think you need to find whatever works for you, allowing you to kind of express. And so play around with that. And I invite you to join me, create a journaling practice for yourself. And over time, 
I hope you'll see that you can learn to trust this inner voice and heart a little bit more, and it's going to guide you in the year ahead as we all continue on this journey together. So I look forward to our next conversation together. Until then, keep living well and dreaming big. We'll see you back here next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Live Well, Dream Big. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And I want to invite you to take your next step toward living well and dreaming big by downloading the Live Well, Dream Big Lifestyle Book. It's the ultimate guide to becoming your best self and living life on your own terms. You can grab your complimentary copy by going to the link in the show notes or heading directly to iawpwellnesscoach.com forward slash guide. That's iawpwellnesscoach.com forward slash guide.